Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of MacBook Pro. I've had some people reach out saying that my voice is too soothing for this podcast and that they feel really relaxed when they listen to the pod. I'm worried that that just means that people don't find it interesting but if it is really the case that uh, my voice is too soothing, then let me just say you should not operate heavy machinery or drive a vehicle while listening to this podcast. I just don't want to get in trouble, so please listen responsibly. I feel like if I could choose the places that this podcast is played, I guess like I'm imagining now all of a sudden that it's like a song that somebody puts on a speaker. (laughs) But if I could choose where people listen, I would definitely choose a sauna. And I would probably choose like a retreat where people do magic mushrooms. Those would be like the two ideal use cases in my mind. But uh, I actually don't have any control over where people listen. And I, as I mentioned, have no control over who listens. So I know that my grandparents and my mom tune in. My brother, I've sent it to him like three times. And every single time, he's just dismissed it. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, no worries. Uh, I don't think any, I don't think any of my ex-girlfriends listen to it. I hope not, because that could get awkward. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, my listeners are in Berlin or their family members, except for my brother, as I already mentioned. So now that I've reached episode 22, I feel like I'm at a crossroads where it can't just be about volume anymore. And, uh, I now I need to figure out, you know, how I'm going to drive this show forward so that I can continue to deliver superb content without running out of stories. Because if I run out of stories, then I'm going to have to actually start doing crazy stuff just to have content. And I don't think that that's a sustainable approach. So I'm going to have to figure that out. And um, some people have been asking me, you know, what I'm trying to achieve with this podcast. I actually get that question all the time. I still don't know. So please stop asking. I really don't know. (laughs) Is it a cry for help? No, absolutely not. Yes, it is. Um, But I think for now, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. And uh, that's really all I care about. I think it could be cool to have a co-host at some point in the future, but maybe not someone who's like a regular co-host. Sorry, I I don't mean that I would want a co-host who's like bizarre or something, but I just mean like somebody who doesn't do it regularly. Um, So yeah, maybe, maybe this is like a, an open audition for somebody who wants to reach out and be my co-founder co-founder, co-host, sorry. It's been, it was a long weekend and my brain is still warming up. So, yeah. I was also thinking like, who would be interesting to have on as a guest on this podcast? Because this is still very much like the early parts of the podcast, right? Episode 22 is nothing compared to what the podcast could be if I just do it regularly enough. And I know a lot of podcasts start off with, you know, the episodes are a little bit rough in the beginning, and then eventually they become more polished over time. I th- I, I suspect the same will happen uh, with this one, and that there will come a time when, um, you know, listening to the most recent episode versus listening to the oldest episode will be a completely different experience. So, 
that is, that's where I'm at right now. I, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by the, by the weather in Berlin over the weekend. I was just very pleased because I have not experienced sunlight in, I don't even know how long, perhaps, perhaps since September or October of last year. But anyway, um, enough about the weather, really just like one of the worst topics to discuss with anyone. So I had an idea and I'm wondering if it's going to work. I put on my LinkedIn that you can book me as a speaker, (laughs) as like like an event or a keynote speaker. And I'm wondering if anyone will reach out asking if I'm willing to speak at their event. I told that to my friend and he said people might start reaching out and fucking with me. And he said like maybe someone will invite me to a random funeral to give like a eulogy about someone that I've never met. And I said to him that that would be the ideal setup for me because I am really good at making up stuff on the fly. So I think I would probably over deliver on that. In fact, I would probably become like the go-to funeral keynote speaker. But yeah, I was going to just give a fake eulogy just now, but I uh, I thought about it for a second and I, I thought, well, what if I say the name of someone who has recently passed away in your life and then that's no longer funny for you? And uh, actually, to be honest, I just didn't didn't really want to go down that route. But anyway, I'm thinking about starting a new service where I lease my dog out to people in the neighborhood who just want to have a dog for a day. And I know in the U.S. I could get away with that. I could definitely make a business out of it. But I feel like in Germany, there are probably very strict dating laws. (laughs) dating laws. Uh, (laughs) okay, guys, I, I have to admit, I'm, uh, I'm recording the second podcast of today. So I'm recording 22 and I recorded 21 earlier. So my brain is just really slow. Um, I did not mean to say dating laws. Okay. I meant to say animal rights laws, But now that I've said it, there's really nothing I can do to take it back. So you're just going to have to take my word for it that I was not going to lend my five-year-old dog out as a prostitute, okay? Um, Maybe we can just switch topics to make you forget. So as I mentioned, it is the second podcast that I'm recording for today. I know it's going to be a busy week ahead, so I just want to make sure that I get Uh, some content out there in case I'm not able to be uh, as consistent later on this week. Some big things that are happening this week for me. I have some meetings with potential clients, um, which should be interesting. It always is. It's, um, It's always nice like when you actually get a rush from having a sales call because I've been in sales now for, uh, I don't know, maybe almost six years now. And I just find that it is very, uh, I I guess I want to just say it's like very easy at this point. Because you do it for so long, you become desensitized to it. And it just doesn't feel like it's like that scary And so when I have a conversation with somebody and there's a part of me, even if it's like a really small part that feels like excitement and fear and anticipation, it's amazing because it makes me feel alive. And that's all salespeople want to feel is alive. Now, I have probably um, mentioned this now like 20 times, but I've been working on a side hustle side project that is becoming the main hustle, the main project. And I'm really excited about it, but it is, it's a lot. It's a lot of work on the side. And it's, uh, 
it's something that I'll be able to share a lot more freely soon. But it is really, really, um, it's amazing. I mean, I'm just really excited about it and I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. And the worst case scenario, if I feel like I can't for some reason close clients, is that I'm just going to start writing LinkedIn posts with photos of my dog and just mentioning how if I don't close my first client by like a specific deadline that I'm going to have to stop feeding my dog or I'm going to have to give her away or something or I'm going to have to sell her. So that's really like my last resort and I'm hoping that it doesn't come to it, but she's she's a definitely a good sport about things she's really a trooper so i'm i'm not too i'm not too worried that we won't be able to repair the relationship if it does come to that and then eventually i'm able to buy her back yeah i want to give a quick shout out to noodle uh, my dog because she is in the same room as me during every single episode and she just lays there and she doesn't like, look at me. She knows that I'm doing the podcast. It's kind of weird. I don't know how else to explain it, but to say that she just goes into relaxation mode and she does not bother me and she doesn't even like react if I say noodle or something like that. Noodle. Yeah, she doesn't react. She's literally still asleep. So it's pretty cool. Um, It's part of the reason that I think that having like the the voice that I use, if you want to even call it a voice, I just don't shout into the microphone. I think it like soothes her. It definitely soothes me. Sometimes I find myself falling asleep on these podcasts, which, you know, only makes me feel worse for anybody who, <laughs> who's like driving or doing something dangerous. But luckily I don't have, I don't have a huge audience yet. So it's completely fine. So what did I do today? Thank you for asking. So I had mentioned earlier that I was going to go for a run. Oh no, I said I was going to go see uh, the sun. Well, I did go see the sun. I brought my little dog around. Um, We walked for like an hour. And then I met my manager at work, who's one of my boys. And we went for a nice run together. And then we went across the street and we had a couple of wines in the sun, well, while the sun was on us, and then the sun was gone, but it was still out. It was just, it was just on an angle. And then I got home, and I kind of wanted to keep the party going, but I didn't. And instead, I ordered delivery twice. <sighs> it was an important lesson for me, a very important lesson for me, and I've learned it. And the lesson is, the next time that you want to order delivery, just remember that it's never a good idea. It's as simple as that. You know what would be a really good service? is like you just text a service and then someone meets you for lunch or for dinner or for drinks, but in a non-romantic way. So... I guess like ideally it would just be like a group of dudes. If you're a guy, um, it would just be a group of guys. Like I, I realized I could have texted my actual friends. Um, but some of my friends live in Kreuzberg or Neukölln or Schöneberg. And, you know, I knew that if I texted them that they would have expected me to go all the way to them. So It'd be great if it was like a service where I just pay like a flat monthly fee, like of a hundred euros. Okay. That's a lot. 50 euros. That's better. And they come to your area and they just have like drinks and dinner with you, but like they pretend to be your homies. And, um, that sounds super sad now that I'm saying it out loud. Uh, as I mentioned, I do have friends. I like swear, I swear on everything. Maybe I should have just texted my friends. But these are lessons that you learn. You learn them along the way. Nobody is born perfect. So if you're one of my friends and you live in Berlin and you're listening to this, I forgot about you and I'm sorry. And it won't happen next time. 
nah, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to go out that badly, but I just thought it'd be nice to uh, sit at a restaurant, get a little dinner in the sun, have a glass of wine, and, uh, and unwind a bit, but it's almost summer here in Berlin, it's definitely feeling like it's almost summer, so let's see, let's see, let's see what happens uh, for the rest of the spring. Okay, what else is going on? Um, I'm going to just start making up like news stories just to see if I can trick people in, on the podcast if they've never heard an episode to think that things are much worse than they really are. Just joking. I actually wouldn't do that because I feel like people are already on edge. Every time I talk to my grandma, I feel really bad because it seems like she's more worried about the world than than she's been. And, you know, I think that there's like a, an impression a lot of people have that the world has never been this bad. And then there's like a part of me that just wants to be like, yo, yes, it's it's not good. It's not great. It's never really been though. Never really been great. Um... And I guess like 60 million or 65 million years ago or whatever, I don't know how many millions of years ago, there were dinosaurs on this earth, like terrifying fucking lizards. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all relative. I know that the, um, the dinosaurs didn't have nuclear weapons, but I don't know. I would still probably rather live on this earth as conditions are than, go back to a time before smartphones that would fucking suck. Yeah. All right, well, look. I don't have any other topics to talk about. I'm just out. I'm out of stories. You just turn off the podcast. Just Let's just close it down, you guys. I got nothing left. Episode 22, and I've told you my life story. I'm actually, though, I am kind of um, wondering, though, if like one day in the future, I maybe somebody will reach out to me to write a biography about me. I actually have a goal of 10 people writing biographies about me, but we can talk about that on another day. They're not even going to need to interview me. They're just going to listen to every episode or read the transcripts of the podcast. And then, you know, they're not even going to reach out to me. It's going to be so sad. Or they're just going to have chap GPT listen and then write a biography based on it. So I got to keep some of the best stories to myself because I don't want to become redundant, if you will. All right, so uh, what else is going on? Uh, you guys ever have flashbacks to just like really random things that have happened to you when you were like 10 years old? I used to have what guys call NRBs, which are no reason boners. If, by the way, grandma, grandpa, don't do this to yourself. Just, I'll tell you the story the next time that we talk on the phone. Um, you can stop listening. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, I used to get NRBs. I think that was like the beginning of getting NRBs. And I remember one time I had one and I was standing up and I used to like wear um, checkered shorts, like all stylish fourth graders did. And I remember I had an NRB and one of the kids in my class was like, do you have a boner? And I was like, no. And I just like stood really close to the desk. And luckily at that moment, nobody bothered me because that could have been like one of those really traumatic moments where for the rest of my life, I would never be able to get a boner. But I actually do feel like if I needed to, I could become a porn star. And I realized that that probably made you be, that was probably a very surprising thing to say. Let me put that into context. I feel like, okay, I actually don't want to continue this. I don't want to continue this line of thought. Let's just drop it. You can think what you were going to think. And I, there's nothing I can do to control that. I'm just going to be more careful going forward about the things that I say. Yeah. So I get those um, flashbacks sometimes, or I think about like things that could have gone super wrong and luckily didn't. Like one time, 
I I think I was just drinking um, orange Gatorade for the entire day because my mom used to have this Italian ice and ice cream store. It was amazing. It was in the in a beach town in the Hamptons, and like there were always so many beautiful girls. That has nothing to do with the story. I just wanted you to know that. And um, I was probably like ten or ten or eleven years old, drinking Gatorade all day. And yeah, I started actually um, peeing <laughs> orange, and I thought I was having like a liver. I thought I was having something with my kidneys. And uh, I wasn't. And I really, like, that could have been the beginning of a lot of problems. And when I told the kids at school, uh, they were like, you had a bloody Johnny. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I didn't know what that meant, but I thought it was super funny. Um. I'm just glad it didn't turn into a chronicle, a chronic bloody Johnny incident thing where I would always have bloody Johnnies. Okay, guys, I don't know what this episode is. If you're listening to this with your sister in the car, you know who you are. Please, I didn't say to watch or to listen rather to this episode with anybody else. If you're listening to it, listen with headphones. Don't drive a car. Also, don't operate heavy machinery. Just take my word for it that there are certain things that I say that are not in my control. And I try my best to monitor myself and not say things that are going to come back to bite me or become like a headline that's going to be used against me in like the 2030s. But I'm not perfect. I don't think you are. I hope you're not. And um, yeah, maybe we can just forget about it and, and just keep moving forward. So... I decided to pick up my microphone again, which means I am pacing my apartment because it feels better that way. So it's so much more authentic to pick up the microphone and walk around with it. And maybe what I can do, because this is a recorder, it's not actually a microphone. It has a microphone on it, but it records onto an SD card. And I was thinking, what if I just start bringing this out in public and interviewing people on the street? and just getting their take on things. But then I thought, that's so much work. It's hard enough for me to just not prepare and just start speaking into this podcast and hope that something good comes out of it. Imagine me walking around and asking people questions in Berlin. Ugh, so unpredictable. (sighs) Anyway, So what else is going on? I really don't know, you guys. There's a lot happening in the world these days. According to my grandma, there's more happening in the world today than there was before. Facts. According to my brother, there's a lot happening in the world, and a lot of it is bad. Facts. Um, That's like the extent of my knowledge about what's going on in the world. Uh, in, In brighter news, in good news, I guess, uh, Nudie's happy in Berlin. She really likes being here. And I'm thinking about, I mean, I already mentioned the dating service. I mean, leasing her out to uh, people that might want. Okay, guys, I'm just joking. I'm not going to sexualize my dog on this show. But I am thinking uh, that maybe I could just like drop her off at like a children's hospital or something for the day. I feel like she would love that so much. And they would and like the sick children would love it too. And maybe they would like pull her apart. I don't know. You know how like kids are. It's not because they're sick. It's just because well kids are naturally sick. Um and I feel like they have no concept of gentleness. But Nudie is very very patient and I'm sure that she would be fine. I don't think that they would actually hurt her. But I have thought about that. And, oh God, now I'm like burping like crazy. We have a old home, like a old person's home, but it's not like a retirement home. It's like a place for old people to hang out and do arts and crafts. And it's right in front of my place on my street. And I also thought like maybe I could just drop her there for the day and then come back and pick her up at the end of every day. But something tells me that that's like somehow dog abuse. 
not because they're old, but just because it kind of just seems negligent to drop your dog somewhere for the day and then come pick them up. But if you think about it, that's like exactly what people do with their children. They just drop them off at this building and then they come pick them up at the end of the day or the school bus drops them off at the end of the day. And I would actually argue that it's way more child abuse to drop your kid at a school in the United States because of school shooters and the the threat of them being bullied or shot at than it would be for me to drop Nudie off at a senior living center or at a uh, children's hospital. Think about that, okay? Jokes aside, the U.S. is mad fucked up with that kind of stuff. Mad fucked up. I would be so scared if I had a kid in the U.S. and I had to send them to school. I would probably be just as, if not more, scared to be sent to school as a, as a kid. Because, you know, like, school was already scary enough as it was. It's kind of like prison. You know, there's really, like, no rules. There's, like, a lot of unspoken rules, I should say. And if you don't play by the rules, uh, all it really takes is you to slip up, like, one time to develop a reputation for having no reason boners, NRBs, for short. And, uh, and then that's how people remember you forever. One day, I would like to ask every single person that I went to high school with, I'd like to ask them like anonymously. So like, you know, either while I'm wearing a mask or, or through some kind of survey that I send to their house, like by snail mail. And uh, I just ask them what they, what they remember about me. Uh, I'd be really curious actually. But uh, maybe, maybe what they remember are my dope parties that I used to have when my mom was out of town. That'd be cool. One time I was at a club in my hometown and this was a club that actually, I mean, it was in the Hamptons, uh, it was in the Hamptons, right? So like it used to pop off in the summertime. And so I saw a few kids that I went to high school with and we had already graduated. There was this one kid, he always used to give me shit, always. And we were on the football team together and he like hit me across the face with a binder one day like whop, right across the face in class. He didn't get in trouble. And um, I like, I was so mad. I fucking punched the wall when I was leaving like a badass, but it was a cement wall. And I actually punched the wall again outside in the hallway. And I'm pretty sure it broke my knuckles that day, or at least like really fucked them up because there was blood on the wall. And I just remember my hand was so swollen and in pain for like, two or three weeks he's lucky it wasn't his face <laughs> just joking anyway i saw him at a at that club one night and he comes up to me and he apologized which is like probably the most self-aware thing that i've ever seen somebody who was like a classic bully do and he was just like yeah i'm really sorry uh nobody nobody really wanted to fuck with you because everyone knows that you're crazy and like it was pretty it was a pretty badass moment in my life, I will admit. And life has only gone down from that night. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but it was a it was a very self-aware and very very kind thing to do. And you know, I, I know that a lot of kids that give other kids problems at school just have their own shit that they're dealing with. But yeah, it's fucked up, man. A lot of kids have problems in the United States. I mean, a lot of kids have problems in general, right? It's a tough, it's really tough to be young. I always, I was always jealous when I was like a a high schooler. I was always jealous of the kid that started having sex when he was like 13 years old. I always felt like that was, that must've been such a cool existence because you already get like the sexual validation from a real life person who's like, yeah, he's fine by me. And all the other guys know that you've had sex and they don't want to fuck with you because guys, like this is how guys' brains work. In case you're a woman and you're listening to this, this is how guys' brains work, especially when they're really young. So in high school, a guy's top priority, okay, I'm going to just rephrase that. In high school, in middle school, in elementary school, most of elementary school, I should say, 
college and probably like the first 15 years after graduating, whether a man wants to admit this or not. Most men's top priority is sex in one way or another. And that's like the top of the pyramid. And then I would say uh, the second thing would be like, you know, for at least for a lot of guys, you know, status and, and uh, I mean, I, I'm now I'm speaking for like high schoolers. Okay. I don't want to generalize over, you know, a 25 year gap. I don't think that that's fair, but when you're in high school, it's just kind of like girls, if you're a straight guy, girls are like the top priority and then like status and being seen as cool and then maybe being good at stuff and all that is secondary. And if a guy knows that by doing or saying something, he's going to jeopardize his chances of getting with a girl that he thinks is really cute, unless his name is Macklin Buckler, 100% he's going to watch what he says and does and not do it. Unfortunately, I have a medical condition that has never been diagnosed, but I would 100% accept any kind of retroactive letter from a doctor or from a psychologist that would pretty much just say that I have no control over the things that I've said, at least. Because, yeah, I mean, definitely my top priority when I was younger was was women. And I just had no filter. I still don't, but I really had no filter when I was much younger. And I used to just say stuff and just immediately regret it. And now I say stuff and I regret it usually about 10 minutes later. So it kind of saves me in that moment, the feeling of shame. It's only after I've said it and a few minutes have passed that I start to let it really sink in and then I start to regret it. So I call that progress. Um, I don't know what you call it, but yeah. And uh, and yeah, so I, I really do believe though that like so much of our brains as men are wired in that way. And when I say sex, I, I also want to like maybe specify a bit. I'm not saying just like having sex. I just mean like the 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 option of having any kind of like romantic connection with a woman. So I don't want it to sound so crass because yeah, I know we're all different and whatever, but like in terms of base instinct, I think it's really just like having some kind of connection with someone of the opposite sex if you're a straight guy or of the same sex if you are gay. And uh yeah, that's just how like high school kids are. And they're always like thinking like that. I really think that if my mom had had a daughter, like an if I'd had like an older sister, holy shit, that would have been a game changer for me in high school. If she was if she were like really really pretty. Um because when you go over to your friend's house and he has an older sister who's really beautiful, first of all, you want to spend so much time at that house. I have a friend, uh, I'm not going to say his name on the podcast because I know that he's never listened and probably will never find out about this podcast, but I don't want to say something that would really hurt his feelings and make him think that I was never his friend to begin with. So what I'm going to say instead is that I had a friend and the only reason that I ever hung out with him is that he had an older sister who was super hot. This kid was such a douche to me when I was a lot younger and if he hadn't had an older sister that I had a massive crush on, then I probably would not have spent time at his place. And I'm going to give you a couple stories to kind of help you understand why I wouldn't want to spend time at this kid's place, because now it just sounds like I'm a bully. So I'm going to just specify really quickly so that I have some kind of ammunition on my side of the story. <sighs> okay. I went over to his house one night and he had pushed both of his beds that he had in his room together. Like, not like com completely touching, but pretty much right next to each other. And we're about to go to sleep that night. I'm in fifth grade, maybe. And he's like, hey, hey, look, look. Now, this is a kid that was held back one year and... Yeah, I mean, this kid was a fucking giant compared to everybody else that I knew. And he just pulls out his penis and he's like, look, look at it. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I forgot to take my medicine. 
And what's funny is that if you don't, if you're a kid and you don't specify what kind of medicine you take, you can really just like put the idea in the other person's head that it's any kind of medicine that it needs to be. Just don't specify. So I said, I forgot to take my medicine. I have to call my mom. So he like puts his underwear back on and I'm like rushing down the stairs and his mom is downstairs and I'm like, hey, Mrs. Blank, um, I need to call my mom. And she's like, why? What's going on? I was like, I forgot to take my medicine. Now she's getting nosy. She's asking questions. What kind of medicine? I was like, it's my medicine. I forgot to take it. She's like, what, what, what's your medicine? I was like, I don't know. I forgot to take my medicine. She's like, okay, call your mom. So I call my mom. My mom was like, hey, honey. And immediately she can tell in my voice that I'm unhappy. And she's like, what's going, what's wrong? What's going on? I'm like, mama, I forgot to take my medicine. Can I come home? She's like, what? <laughs> you didn't forget to take your medicine? I'm like, mom, I forgot to take my medicine. She's like, oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, I'll come pick you up. So my mom is the fucking best. Mom, if you were in this room right now, I'd high five you because you saved me. You saved me. I'm pretty sure I would have woken up with a sore butt. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. God, I was in fifth grade. I'm so fucked up in the head. Okay. Anyway. Um, damn, that was a fucked up joke. So yeah, my mom comes and she does the whole, you know, theatrics and she's like, oh, he forgot to take his medicine. Oh, he doesn't sleep well if he doesn't take his medicine. And my friend's mom's like, oh, that's okay. You can just give him the medicine and, you know, and then he can go to sleep. And my mom was like, oh, actually, I think I need to take him home. You know, he's he gets restless when he doesn't have his medicine. And, you know, it's just, he's really uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that his mom put two and two together and probably thought to herself, oh, my son was probably trying to molest him. And that's why he wanted to leave. But my friend, in in loose quotations, never found out why I left. So, dude, if you ever listen to this episode, just don't pull your penis out. There's no point, man. It's kind of weird. Like, I knew kids, they just pull their penises out and then make you look at them. And you're like, ah, man, don't you have an older sister who can come in here and show us, show us her boobs? Okay. <laughs> I need to remind myself that, A, I'm not a stand-up comedian. Uh, and B, I'm still full-time employee. (laughs) So I need to just be a little bit more careful. And that's exactly why I'm not going to edit this out. And I'm going to hit publish, um, as soon as, as soon as tomorrow rolls around, maybe I'll auto publish it for tomorrow morning. Okay. So that's one reason. Uh, another reason is, you know, this, this was like a kid who, he had like a pretty rough relationship with his father, but man, I saw some, some actual abuse happen sometimes, which I thought was like always interesting. Like for, for me, I, I mean, I didn't think it was interesting. I always thought it was like scary as fuck. His dad was huge and he would always like, like be so threatening if my friend ever did anything that was out of line. So man, it was like, I was afraid that I was going to get hit by being over his house. Although his dad never raised his voice or anything towards me. Guys, I'm on one bar of battery. This is like literally like my worst nightmare. And this happens all the time. So now that we're on the note of talking about times that we've gone over to our friends' houses that we've been uncomfortable because of their dads. I went over to another kid's house one time who has the same name as that other kid. Um, and I, uh, I think his dad came home with like a six pack or two six packs or whatever, maybe two 12 packs of Mountain Dew voltage. And this was a kid who was on the tennis team with me. He's a, he was a nice kid. Uh, a little overweight and kind of got bullied for that a bit. And, but he had like a really good serve on in tennis. So yeah, I don't know why I brought up that. I always ask myself, why do I say the things that I say? If anybody can help me uh, figure that out, I would be eternally grateful. But anyway, um, I go over to his house and 
we are downstairs drinking Mountain Dew Voltage, watching Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. And when when high schoolers, especially before they ever start drinking alcohol, when they're just pounding Mountain Dew, bro, it's like it's like you feel like you're drunk because you're nobody is supposed to put that shit in their stomach and it's just so fucking strong so much caffeine so much sugar and other preservatives and shit so we're like downstairs we're making like a lot of noise um my friend is playing guitar it's like midnight and it's like maybe a friday night maybe a saturday who knows anyway his dad comes downstairs and uh and he's like hey keep it down and goes back upstairs so like like all teenage boys, the noise goes up again without us even realizing. We're like laughing, joking, whatever. I think there's another kid there, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And the dad comes downstairs again and he gets in his, in his son's face and he's like, hey, I said, keep it down. But you can tell, I think the dad was drinking, honestly. I would never snitch though. So... Um, yeah, his dad was like, if I have to come downstairs again, we're going to have a problem. So my, my friend, I almost said his name. He starts playing the guitar again. And this time it's like, he's being really loud. Yeah. And the dad just comes downstairs and he like breaks the guitar over his fucking knee. And I'm pretty sure he slapped the kid in the face. Now that part is, you know, that's like an interpretive memory, but him breaking the um, the guitar is something that happened. And my friend was just crying and was like, so upset about his guitar being broken, you know, like any kid would be. And when you're at someone's house and the dad is like really angry, it's pretty fucking triggering. It's like really scary because you almost feel like you're in like you're going to witness some kind of murder or something. And then you're going to also get killed because, you know, there shouldn't be any witnesses. So yeah, you always just keep that in mind when you go somewhere. I go to a friend's house. Luckily, I don't, uh, I don't go to friend's houses that live with their parents anymore. So that's actually, you know, that's an advantage. Uh, the trade-off is that I don't get invited to my friend's parents' houses, but it tends to tends to work out pretty well, I would say. So yeah. Man, going to sleepovers. I used to speaking of going to sleepovers, I have a cousin and my cousin, I don't know why, to this day I still don't understand. And I'm not gonna say who it was, because I have a feeling that if any of my cousins would ever listen to the pod, it would be this cousin. But this kid's mom, who's my aunt, used to buy him nudie mags when he was like 15 and 16 years old. And he would bring them. And he was like, five. he's five years older than I am. Okay, someone's like dancing and singing in the hallway. I have no idea. I'm pretty confused right now but I'm kind of jealous of them as well. It seems like they're drunk. Okay. Anyway, he used to bring these nudie mags and I was like a fucking kid. I was probably like 10 years old and he was 15. My brother was 12 and he would just like bring them everywhere he went. So like he always had this like travel pack with all of his stuff. It was pretty much just like his backpack, but he always brought his PlayStation and his games and DVDs. And it was amazing. Like he was like the best he was the best because that was like the most fun shit. Like he, he was just like a fucking entertainment center. But then, you know, for the more mature audiences, as he got older, he always brought the nudie mags and it was just so funny. I mean, it's funny in hindsight, but it's really bizarre um, <laughs> that he would bring them to his grandmother's house. I'm so glad that we have the internet on our phones now and people don't need to be fucking perverts like that. Like, can you imagine how fucking disgusting that is? Someone brings their crusty ass porno mags to their grandmother's house. Grandma, if you're listening to this, you know exactly which cousin I'm talking about. I 100% recommend 
not talking to him anymore for that reason alone. Don't take my word for it. You can ask my brother. The story will be corroborated. I guarantee it. But anyway, uh, just a really fucking weird thing. And now people have all their porn and their fucked up fetishes and everything else like on their phone and nobody needs to know about it. It's great. But this kid was just like a traveling adult store. And he also had like porn, um, like DVD porn. And my grandma lived in a really small place. So like, I don't know where this kid found the time to pull these magazines out and do anything with them. But man, that's just how he was. That's how he rolls. And uh, yeah, I don't think, I'm trying to remember. I, I knew somebody, I knew somebody who had a box. Oh, that's who it was. I knew this kid and I used to go over his house all the time before I found out that his dad had a stash of Playboys. And when I say a stash, I'm talking like a cardboard box full of Playboy. This kid went from being like a good friend to being like my best friend ever because he had like the most powerful currency in a young teenage boy's life. I didn't know how to like finish that sentence the most powerful currency. So yeah, I would go over there and I would never want to (laughs) leave. It's so funny. Kids are fucked up. That's just how they are. They're just little fucking weirdos and they just say and do really weird shit. But I can honestly tell you that I never showed my penis to one of my friends. Yes, I had no reason boners, but they're fucking called no reason boners. I didn't have intent. It was just a boner. It just happens. Oh, man. I'm just, I, the more I think about how I was when I was a kid and how like other, other guys that I knew were when they were kids, the more I just do not want, want sons. I feel like sons are the fucking worst. And then the thing is, it's like, then one day your son becomes a man and then he wants to beat you up. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Um, but uh, hopefully he doesn't because that would fucking suck. Like I'm just like in my fifties and my son just wants to beat the shit out of me. I would fuck him up if he were in his twenties, I would fuck him up, but not in front of my wife because I love my wife that I don't have. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, guys. It's 10 o'clock at night. I did have a couple of wines before, but it's been like four hours, five hours since that happened. So six hours. So however you want to interpret what I've been saying, it's up to you. Um, But yeah, one time I had my cousin over at my house and I was on the baseball team. So he would sometimes like come to a game on a Saturday or to my practice and he would just be like in the town and stuff. And the thing is like my cousin was always frowned upon, I guess, because he was always like a hyper aggressive kid who kind of took out his anger on other kids And one time when he was over, my brother's friend was also over and my brother's friend had a bunch of water guns. Oh God. I said water gun and then I got so thirsty. Anyway, my brother's friend was over with uh, water guns and they were like playing together. And then out of nowhere... I really still to this day do not understand. My cousin lost his shit, hit this kid in the forehead, I believe, directly in the forehead with a water gun, and then smashed the water gun on the side of our garage. And I'm pretty sure that was the last time that that kid ever came over to the house again. I'm pretty sure my brother was never, like, that he never wanted to hang out with my brother again. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was the end of an era. And can we also just talk about how fucking weird Airsoft was? Like kids that were Airsoft kids? Maybe maybe this is where I'm going to lose like my demographic. Maybe my demographic uh, consists of high school boys between the ages of 14 and 18. Although I really don't think so based on the analytics. But in case my demographic is between the ages of 
you know, I would even say 12 to 18. I just want to say, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean any disrespect. I know that airsoft is a way of life. And I hope that this doesn't hurt your feelings. But can we just talk about how fucking weird airsoft is? Okay, so as a parent, your kid asks you, hey, mom, hey, dad, can I please get a gun that looks real, but it's not real, but I st- I'm going to use the gun on my friends. And the parent's like, wait, well, wait, what is it? And you try to explain, well, it's kind of like a BB gun, except it's plastic BBs. And your parents are like, okay, what do you do with it? And you're like, well, I point it at my friends and we wear goggles and I try to shoot them in the head. And the parents like, oh yeah, that's fine. What the fuck is Airsoft? Bruh, my mom never let us have fake guns. Sure, she let us play um, Grand Theft Auto. Sure, I watched some nudie moves when I, movies when I was younger. But, I mean, she didn't sanction the, the nudie mo- movies. She just kind of, I just got away with it, I guess. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just next level shit to like let kids, I think it's next level shit to let kids use realistic looking guns on each other. Man, I got shot in the face so many times with Airsoft. And then you just get these welts all over your body. And yeah, sure, they're not life-threatening, but you should definitely wear goggles. It just kind of felt like we were like simulating warfare. And I think there's a difference between playing cowboys and Indians. I know that wasn't politically correct. I'm sorry, but that's what it's called. Playing cowboys and Indians is much different from playing Airsoft. Because it's like, in one case, you're most likely just using your imagination. And obviously it's racist as fuck, but I would rather somebody use their racist imagination than their like normal non-imagination where they're just shooting you with a fucking gun in the head. I mean, I need to make this this case a little bit clearer in the future. If, if, I, if I'm ever going to have to make this argument, I really need to reframe the argument. Yeah, but anyway, racism aside... I don't want to be shot in the face with a gun that actually hurts. Yeah, it's not a real gun. Okay, I get it. But it still fucking hurts. And I think it's just really bizarre that we went from water guns to shooting each other with airsoft. And then you had the kids that were like actual fucking psychopaths that had CO2, which is like, I mean, I don't even know how it powers it, to be honest. But it's even more painful than the spring loaded i guess it just creates a tremendous amount of pressure and it makes it hurt even more yeah and then you just go over your friend's house and then it's like i couldn't even trust my friends anymore i would go over the house you know thinking oh we're probably gonna have a catch you know because i never had one with my dad maybe we're gonna have a catch today no they're just gonna fucking shoot at each other and then i'm not gonna want to hang out here because i don't trust anybody anymore because they're all fucking murderers so yeah, man, sleepovers are, sorry, I was just checking to see how much time I've spent on this podcast because I still only have one bar of battery. And yeah, it's a fucking bizarre thing that we allow kids to simulate murdering each other. Oh God, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a good dad or I'm going to be the worst dad. Um, I actually think I'm going to be like the fucking best dad, but you know what I would never want as a dad is I'd never want to be that dad that has like dick measuring contests with other dads in the neighborhood because I feel like those are the dads that are like actually the worst dads ever are the ones that are like, you know, ultra competitive with the other fathers, always bragging about their son's achievements and driving around like candy red sports cars to compensate their lack of penis girth. So that's never going to be me. I refuse to be one of those dads. But instead, I'd rather be like one of those dads that's like super intellectual or maybe just like a famous podcaster. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, just be like one of those interesting dads. That would be cool. Um, but I think the thing about interesting dads, like, you know, if you're like an alluring dad and you have like a bit of intrigue and mystery and intelligence and humor infused, you have to be really careful because 
single moms and also moms that are unhappy in their relationship uh, with their husbands, man, they go on the prowl. And that's why to keep your marriage really strong, you need to just be very communicative and you need to take a lot of vacations to cold places where women don't wear bikinis. That is my honest advice for marriages. Just don't go to warm places. Don't go to Hawaii. Don't go to Thailand. Uh, Just stay away from tropical places. I think I mentioned this statistic. It's not actually a real statistic. It's an assumption or generalization. But I heard that like many, if not most, uh, relationships end in the summer. Because I I think women dress a little bit differently when it's warm out, if you haven't noticed. And I think like it just maybe um, it kind of just like elicits a different emotional or physical reaction from men. So yeah, just when you get married, move to Finland and, you know, move to a suburb and you will, your marriage will definitely survive. Your wife might not, she might drink herself to death, but the marriage will definitely survive till that point. Yeah. I wish that I had the budget to, I'm sure I could actually ask ChatGPT, but I don't know if ChatGPT would even give me the real answer, but maybe I don't even need the real answer. Maybe I just need confirmation bias. I want to know like, what is the success rate of marriages? Success meaning not being, not ending in divorce for people in cold places versus people in warm places, like warm year round and cold year round. I'd be very, very curious. To hear more about that. If I haven't told you guys this yet already, do not watch Avatar 2. I tried. It wasn't that good. I tried watching it legally. I was going to go to IMAX. I was going to spend like 30 or 40 bucks, but then I couldn't find tickets or it just felt like every week the original version, you know, the English speaking version, it was always at like the, ran- the most random times during the day when I would have calls with clients. Like, can you imagine me putting a blocker on my calendar from 2 until like 4.30 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. that just says like Avatar 2? I mean, I may as well just take the fucking day off if I'm going to go to the movies and avoid work. So yeah, um, crazy, crazy. Don't see Avatar 2. But if you do see it, please let me know if you actually liked it because I only watched six minutes of it illegally. And I just wanted to get a feel for it to see if it'd be something that I'd be into. And uh, I wasn't. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know, it's crazy. I I didn't know what I was going to talk about in today's episode. And uh, I still don't. And we made it. We made it happen. So good for us, you guys. I'm extremely proud of myself. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to those friends that I mentioned before whose sleepovers I went to. Look, it's too late to take back you pulling out your penis at our sleepover or the other kid um, playing the guitar super loudly and having it broken by his dad. Yes, it was an embarrassing moment. It was extremely embarrassing and awkward as fuck. You can't change it. It happened. But what you can do is you can promise yourselves that the first kid, you can promise yourself that you will fucking police your child and make sure that he's not pulling out his penis at sleepovers. That would be a start. And you know what to look for if the kid that he shows his penis to, if, if the other kid starts saying that he wants to go home because he hasn't taken his medication, you should know that that is a sign that your son is trying to molest him. And then for the other kid, uh, you know, if the, if, if your son is, uh, you know, playing the guitar too loudly, you know, I don't know, maybe just like put in fucking earplugs or something. I don't know. Just seems like, uh, there are different, you know, different ways of, of parenting. And, you know, in a lot of cases, I would actually argue that there's a lot of things that you just shouldn't do. Uh, and you know, easiest person to learn from is yourself. Oh, guys, I, I gave out some pretty good advice, I would say. Like, really good advice. I'm not even a parent yet. Can you imagine how good of a parent I'm going to be? I've just given advice that people would pay for. Like, pay actual money. A lot of money for. 
I gave it out for free. They say, you should always give away your best stuff for free. And that's what I try to do every single day. So yeah, uh, I think I'm going to jump off here. It's 1017. I plan on getting up tomorrow at six o'clock and getting a start to my day and hopefully not falling asleep while meditating again, like I did last, uh, like I did this morning. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to jump off. All right, guys, I will talk to you. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I don't record a third fucking episode tonight. That'd be, that'd be excessive as shit. But hopefully I will talk to you guys in the next one for episode 23. Can't believe it. Peace. That was unnecessary. Goodbye.